The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. You know, when Facebook and social media began, became a thing, um, my kids were young, and I used to say, you cannot find friends on Facebook. It's all creepy people. You need to just stay off of there. And I would monitor them like a hawk. Well, um, I don't know. I guess it's maybe been nine years later, and I have completely shifted my thought process around Facebook. And I have met some fabulous people through Facebook. And my guest today is one of them. Christina Wolf is a shamanic practitioner. And I really think of her as um, a shamanic life coach, really, like she helps you get to the essence of what's uh, eating away at your soul. And she helps you learn to master things like your personal energy and time management and um, self-care. I mean, so many different things that she helps you really step into empowering yourself. A lot of it, I think, is through her own journey, and she'll talk about that. Um, But she also has a really cool series coming out, an interview series. I think it started already last week. I'm sorry. She'll get into that. Um, called Discovering the Empowered Self. And I was very fortunate to be one of the guests on the series. You'll hear me in a couple of weeks. But today, it's all about Christina. So thank you for joining me on Soulful Living, Christina. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I am, like, really honored to be on your show because uh, anytime I get to talk about what I call the soul journey, I feel like it's a blessing. I I feel like that's what I call my divine mission. And Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you about Facebook because um, for me, part of the soul journey is community. And it's one of the things that opens up community is social media. And I have met some I would consider soul sisters, soul brothers, people on social media 
And it can help you feel connected when maybe the people in your immediate life, maybe your family yeah. <laughs> or friends, people you're, you, you know, grew up amongst, um, aren't really following your soul journey or just aren't uh, on the same path as you. And so I felt like I was really able to find my kindred spirits on social media. So I totally resonated with what you're saying there. And you're one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so to kind of recap what you were saying, yes, I started out doing, um, well, I feel that I kind of have a unique background because on the one hand, I, by day, am a deputy sheriff. <laughs> and mm -hmm. by night, I consider myself a modern mystic um, and a shamanic practitioner. And so I kind of dance around that term shamanic practitioner, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, the speaker series or interview series that you're referring to, Discovering the Empowered Self, came directly out of my own soul journey. And what it's about, I, I say it's a healing journey from healing from early childhood trauma. And when you were talking about how I help people master their energy and that sort of thing, again, this came directly out of my own soul journey. And, and I started my own coaching business about two years ago. And in that process, I totally, <laughs> the very first interview series that I did was called Energy Mastery. And I was obsessed at the time with um, self-mastery, with like knowing how to regulate yourself, how to have self-discipline, how to, um, you know, do proper energetic hygiene, all these words that I kind of came to, uh, or terms that I came to come up with um, to describe like how I calmed the chaos inside of me, basically. And after a while, um, I ended up quitting my job as a deputy sheriff for about four months last October. And during that time, um, the chaos just got worse. And I ended up having like a huge, severe depression over the winter time. And I ended up getting diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm living my dream. Why do I feel even more chaotic at this point? And a very good friend of mine told me, well, you know, have you considered that you haven't resolved your early childhood trauma? And <laughs> I was like, you know what? I don't think I really ever dug into that. I think I danced around it. I, you know, I sort of was trying to heal the symptoms, but I never really got at the root of it. And so let me share a little bit about, without going into a huge biopic, um, early childhood trauma is essentially um, defined as like anything you feel is a traumatic experience. It could be relational trauma, it could be um, developmental trauma. And one of the, the things that really helped me realize that maybe I needed to address early childhood trauma was the ACEs study. It's called the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. This was a study that was done in, uh, they started recruiting participants in 1995. The CDC and Kaiser Permanente um, did a longevity study on people who had experienced 
or early childhood trauma or adverse childhood experiences. And they noticed that over time, often into adulthood, they would start developing chronic illnesses like hypertension or um, developing um, poor coping skills. They were more likely to maybe smoke, drink, et cetera, and uh, become suicidal and develop autoimmune disorders. And I was like really fascinated with that because that was describing me <laughs> as soon as, you know, cause I'm going to be 42 in about a month um, in December. And I felt like, wow, there's really something to this. And so I looked into it completely. I started researching and there's some phenomenal books out there on trauma. Um, and my personal story involved what I would consider little t trauma, which is called relational trauma. Um, big T trauma is maybe you got a huge car accident, um, you were held up at gunpoint, um, something that like most people would consider a very traumatic experience. You got hit by a car, something to do with your physical uh, body or what people classically think of uh, like combat PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, that sort of scenario. But what I focused on in my interview series was little t trauma, which is relational trauma, things like chronic emotional abuse or neglect, abandonment, um, things that had to do with how you attach to others growing up as a child. Um, and for me, it involved my history with my biological father. He when I was seven months old, he abandoned our family. And to be frank, he was his own victim of early childhood trauma. His family was extremely dysfunctional. There was um, substance abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, he was a very violent person. Um, he was also emotionally manipulative. And so some of the things that I went through, I was just a baby. I was seven months old at the time when my mother divorced him. But as you'll see, some of my guest speakers who um, you'll hear from later in the interview series, and I'm gonna talk a, a little bit about that in a second here. Um, we talk about how the stress your mother was under while you were in her womb or the stress that you felt as a baby when you were in a nonverbal state, like before you could talk, um, you imprinted these traumatic memories or feelings in a way that you couldn't verbalize. And so in a nutshell, as I grew older, um, they, they say that the early childhood trauma like that, that happens when a child is maybe zero to three or even a little bit older, when they haven't quite learned the language to articulate what's going on in their life, <laughs> they tend to have a more difficult time regulating themselves, uh, being able to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling, um, to verbalize the experience that they had, and then they imprint those traumatic memories in their cells in, in a nonverbal memory. It, they remember it as a feeling in the body. And one of the amazing books that I read um, 
that just like blew my mind was The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And what he explained in a nutshell, I'm going to say it in layman's terms, um, kids who have a lot of trauma in their life, their endocrine system, their nervous system, it gets skewed. It gets put on like high alert and stays on high alert. And it's like having an engine that's just revved up so high for so long that it doesn't realize that maybe danger is around. And so the rate of um, re-victimization or uh, being put in equally stressful situations comes about. And later, the body starts to break down because mm-hmm. it's been in such a state for so long and for so high that it's just sort of like shorted out, essentially. And I realized when I was seeking all these answers in my own interview series, doing energy mastery and um, creating sacred daily practices, these were all ways that my soul was saying, help me learn how to heal this wound, this overstimulated nervous system. And I didn't have any idea how to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those people. And, and they say um, a sign of complex PTSD, which is basically what they would diagnose you with if you have little T trauma, relational trauma. Um, that's not necessarily related to a specific incident, but like chronic long-term trauma, um, interrelational trauma, you know, abuse, neglect, um, and so forth. That um, is complex in nature. And so that's what I ended up getting diagnosed with was complex PTSD. And they say one of the symptoms of that is an inability to regulate the self. Like you Mm -hmm. don't know how to say, okay, I'm tired and I'm going to go lay down now or um, I'm hungry. So I'm going to eat or I'm full. I'm going to stop eating or even better. This doesn't feel good. I need to get away from this. And so um, (laughs) those are some of the things I had to really learn how to heal and tune into. And so I realized after quitting my job, starting my business, this big change triggered a lot of this underlying unresolved trauma. And my immune system started to crap out. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And I started to feel like, oh my gosh, like everything's falling apart. What's going on? It was basically my body saying, like Bessel van der Kolk's book, the body keeps the score. The body is saying, we've had enough. It's time for you to learn how to calm yourself, heal yourself, soothe yourself. Um, And so another big piece of, of that internal stress is you're in fight, flight, or freeze which is your sympathetic nervous system, your Mm -hmm. autonomic nervous system. And so most people who have the trauma response, that is like on full blast. But your parasympathetic nervous system, the thing that after you got done being chased by a bear and your heart rates up, the thing that, oh, cool, I can relax. I can hide behind a tree. I'm safe. Calm down. That piece is often 
understimulated in people with the trauma response. And so I started to look into ways that I could wake up my parasympathetic nervous system. And that's where the shamanic practices came in. I realized that regular psychotherapy wasn't necessarily that effective. And we'll talk about that in my interview series that talk therapy doesn't always work for trauma because the trauma is in the body. It's stored in the body in memories, mm -hmm. in specific memories. And when you just talk about it, you're actually triggering your brain to retrieve that traumatic memory and bring it into the present. And so long story short, um, we, on this interview series, I spoke to several people, you, yourself included, who had ways that could show people how to heal themselves from this early childhood trauma. And begin to heal their their soul their autonomic nervous system and this interview series started about two weeks ago september 26th and it's every wednesday on my facebook business page and it's uh we do a facebook live at 7 p.m central standard time and i believe this coming week you will be my featured speaker Oh, and, yay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully, um, if all works out well, and um, we can have everybody hop on and listen to us talk about our actual interview that we, we recorded last spring. So um, I don't want to go into any details about our interview because they can see it all once I release the interview when we go live on my Facebook page. Um, but well, it's so Christina. Christina, can you give the listeners the name of that Facebook page? Again, mm -hmm. listeners, I'm chatting with Christina Wolf, and we're talking about her um, upcoming series, Discovering the Empowering Self, and it is available on, on her Facebook page. And is it going to be on your website as well? Yes. So right now, it's actually going to be hosted in my YouTube channel awesome. um, under Christina Wolf, and that's Christina with a K. Wolf with no E, just like the animals, <laughs> and uh. same for my, my Facebook business page. Um, and we'll go live on my Facebook business page, and in the comments of that live will be the link to our interview. And then it'll be public on my YouTube channel for everyone to see thereafter. There's already currently two of the interviews. Um, available to the public. And as I release them every Wednesday, um, that one will then become public as well. So I have a total of seven interviews. They'll be going till November 14th. We're taking a break for Halloween. Um, so. And what were some of the things that helped you? You know, what were some of the th topics that are going to be covered in this series that you found helpful in um, in healing these mm. pieces. Um, and it, and it, I know from my own personal experience that it is physical, it's spiritual, it's the whole package and appreciate that that's some of the things that you're going to be talking about because it yes. is so embedded in our psyche and our physical body. Yeah. I, I found that 
a holistic approach, a complex approach to a complex problem is what we need. And some people don't even know that they need help with it. That's the thing. It's so embedded. It's like kind of like the matrix where it's like a virus that's embedded in your system at the you know beginning. You don't even realize you have it. And then once you realize that you have it, it's like, how do I heal this? So it's right. a holistic, um, complementary um, practice. And so what I found most helpful was I definitely did seek out professional therapy, um, especially somebody who is trained in EMDR or PTSD itself. EMDR is eye movement. Um, I always mess this up. (laughs) (laughs) Eye movement, um, something and reprocessing. Oh my goodness. You can Google it and, um, but it's, one of the best, um, in my opinion, healing modalities for un- neutralizing traumatic memory. Um, it basically takes the emotion out of the memory for you. And I had like significant memories from childhood that were very stressful to me after maybe two sessions of um, EMDR therapy. It, was like almost gone. I could think about them and not have a physical response mm-hmm. or, you know, have the anxiety, the stress. The other thing where the talk therapy or EMDR um, was helpful, the other thing that added to it, I think, which helped me more on my own, what I call self-supporting skills was the shamanic practices like uh, soul journeying, um, opening sacred space daily. Um, These were things that gave me a construct for how to manage my energy. And before it was just sort of like, oh, I'm going to go home and meditate after work. But then I'd be so stressed out. My body and mind was like revved up in the trauma response. I could never calm down enough to be able to meditate. And And it felt like harder to try to calm down. But now that I have um, more skills or tools, shamanic tools, I feel m- much more self-supportive to be able to dig mm-hmm. in to this spirit work. Well, um, and one of the things that I tell my clients and my, my colleagues talk about this is that, um, you know, you said setting that sacred space. To me, that's like creating a safe space, a sacred space. It's setting the intention and allowing that intention to help you step more deeply into that journey or meditative process. Oh, yes. I, I completely agree with that. And then I would add to that, too, a lot of, um, I think we mentioned this in our interview, we talk about that a lot of healing takes place in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. And where maybe you couldn't talk about the memories that live in your body in a nonverbal place, you can go into that sacred space and you can find those memories. You can talk to your inner child. You can go to yourself at three years old and heal that moment. And and that's another shamanic tool, soul retrieval. Um, Most people who are in trauma response are in what we call a dissociative state Mm -hmm. Um, because the trauma 
you dissociate as a, a defense mechanism. It's something that your body, your mind does to protect itself. And that's fine. It's great. That's what you're supposed to do, right? But when you stay stuck there, when the soul stays gone from the body, it's good to have maybe a shamanic practitioner there to pull your, you know, retrieve that soul back to you. Because um, when any kind of trauma is considered soul loss, and that's a loss of power and energy. And so when I read about soul retrieval and soul loss, I was like, this is explaining things to me, like opening up new language that helped me to articulate what was happening to me. And I'd never had the words to say, hey, this is what it felt like to me. Um, I felt like I had soul loss or trauma, uh, and this is helping me retrieve myself. And when I say discovering the empowered self, it's basically soul retrieval and bringing the soul back to its full self. And that's the empowered self. So I know we're almost out of time here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Doesn't it go by fast? I know it totally does. I'm really looking forward to sharing our interview. Um, Again, it's going to be Wednesday, October 10th. um, And 7 p.m. Central Time on my Facebook page. It's Christina Wolf, Christina with a K, W-O-L-F. And if you're not on Facebook, you can find the interview on my YouTube channel, the same name, um, after we release it. So to get it first, you got to go to the Facebook Live. So um, Well, and what I love too, let's just, I just want to say this really quick. Um, you do some really cool things on your your Facebook page. You know, you pull cards, you post inspiring information. It's not just about this particular series. And the series is, remember, is going to be available on YouTube. So if for some reason you don't jump into the series live, it's available on YouTube. And is that going to be indefinitely? Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be open to the public. Yeah, so my card pull parties and energy updates, I do them every Sunday in my Facebook group called the Soul Journey Sanctuary. Um, I have a pretty committed loyal group of folks that love to come like every Sunday and what I do is I do a group reading and then I pull individual cards for people who request them and I just think it's a really healing experience and it's for me healing to be able to offer this to other people to like process how they're feeling every week Um, especially when we have been having a lot of intense times so um, yeah, if you're feeling called to check that out, it's um, the Soul Journey Sanctuary. That's my closed Facebook group. And I'm, I'd am i love to have anybody who wants to join who's interested in the Soul Journey. And, and all of her information will be here on the Soulful Living page and Empower Radio. So if you missed anything, it'll all be accessible here. So, Christina, we only have like a minute left. And besides giving you a big virtual hug and a ginormous thank you. I would love for you to leave the listeners with something they can take out into the day to, I don't know, elevate their soul. Um, maybe feel, feel a little bit empowered. Some, something, what, what would that be for you? Well, so while I was doing this work, I, 
came more deeply into the idea that it's not just me. I am the the culmination of all of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. And so as we go out into the world, just know that inside of you, you are the shining star of your lineage, the people who came before you, your ancestors. And so we really owe it to our future generations to do this work. And that's Mm. really where I'm being moved to move into is this ancestral healing and, um, you know, forward lineage, you know, work. And so just bear that in mind, like, this is why we should do it. You owe it to yourself and to your family and your ancestors to heal any kind of trauma that, you know, may have not started with you. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And um, I'm, I'm thankful to social media for your, your connection and presence. So I'll see you on the other side. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.